0: Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Martin Freeman on two new films, Cargo and Ghost Stories, plus The Office, The Hobbit, and much more. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, We love our Brits around here. You guys know I'm an Anglophile. You know I love these guys. And, well, add Martin Freeman to the list. I mean, I already knew I loved Martin Freeman, but... My gosh, in the next hour, I think you're going to, you're going to hear a love affair begin. Uh, I mean, Mark Freeman's great. This was such an awesome interview, a conversation, really. I mean, we, we, we really clicked and had a blast and, um, you know, of course, we all love Martin Freeman from his various, uh, you know, amazing different incarnations in his career. He, he's had. Uh, he first came to fame, of course, in in The Office, and he will always be linked to that show, and it stands the test of time. I could watch that show over and over again. Um, but you know, count uh, you know the Hobbit films, Hitchhiker's Guide, um, all the way up to And including you know the, his collaborations with Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Uh, he's appeared in all three of the Cornetto trilogies. Most uh, notably in The World's End And now in two new films Two new films for your eyes and ears uh, He's appearing in Cargo Which is uh, uh, debuting on Netflix May 18th, so check that out It's a post-apocalyptic tale he Plays a dad, taking care of his uh, Child in really extreme uh, Circumstances It's it's definitely a tense uh, uh, Thriller uh, sort of thing um, And also this great film called Ghost Stories, which is now out in uh, select cities, select theaters, also on VOD. Uh, this is a, a, a great film, a really surprising, interesting horror film, uh, recalls the kind of horror, uh, the hammer horror of the past. Um, it takes twists and turns, kind of begins uh, as a story about a debunker, a guy that's kind of debunking paranormal activities. Um, and you think it's, you think it's one thing and it turns into something else martin is not necessarily the lead in the film But he plays a very pivotal surprising interesting role Uh, I highly recommend this film. It's getting it's already gotten great reviews. Thanks to its release uh, Back in the uk uh, and it's now out here in the states um, So trust the reviews this one's a special little surprising film for horror fans for suspense fans got a great style a bit of a good sense of humor to it and martin freeman so that's Ghost Stories. Check it out. Um, anyway, as I said, Martin Freeman couldn't have been more awesome. Uh, this guy is funny. He's smart. Uh, he acknowledges, uh, you know, we talk a bit about like sort of his reconciliation with celebrity and, and, and the downside to that. But, you know, in a very like knowing way, you know, he, he's the first to admit that these are problems that are not in the top. One thousand problems for a human being, but um, I was all the more delighted that that we had this kind of great conversation. Considering I know press isn't his favorite thing to do, but um, I, you know, uh, just. Uh just a good, just a smart guy, talented guy, um, and and really open and interesting in this in this chat. So um, if you can't tell already, I'm the new president of the Merton Freeman Fan Club, and I have a feeling he will be uh, not be a stranger to this podcast, hopefully in the future. Um, as always, my uh, solemn reminder to you in exchange for this wonderful free content for your eyes and ears, mostly your ears, if you're watching the podcast, you're probably doing it wrong, uh, is to spread the good word. Go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it means a lot. And, uh, you know, we've, I've been looking at your reviews. We've uh, started to dabble in having some celebrities read reviews from time to time. That will continue. So there's a little bit more incentive for you. Uh, write a, a, a nice little review. And uh, who knows? A big-time, cool movie or TV star might just be reading it on a future podcast. I mean... The giving never stops here on Happy Sad Confused, uh, and I give you this, Mr. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman is in my office. We're playing games associated with my uh, silly board of New Yorkers, uh, because why not? <laughs> I we're, love we're your children. board of New
1: Yorkers because there's a lot of names on there. There are a lot. And what's good is, you know, all of them. Or you know, one knows all of them. Yeah. They're, they're all proper names, aren't they? And and. You can almost make them out from my, my third
0: grade <laughs> level. Crazy. That's your writing, is it? Sadly, yes. Well, we say
1: writing. Yeah. <laughs> Cave painting.
0: <laughs> I try to occasionally devote a little effort and just pretend to be an adult, but
1: why how bother? Many of the, like, see, how, how many of those people, yes. if you were going to be honest, yeah. or even, yeah. as if you would tell me, because there's a microphone. No, please. How many of those people do you think you have had at some point a crush on? Oh, a crush on? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. that has got to be a fair amount, isn't there? That's a fair
0: amount. Yeah, because there are I lots of very way. lovely yeah. people. Yeah, there. I have very low standards, and I mean, <laughs> but also
1: these are high. St- I yeah. mean, this is high. John quality. Krasinski. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, my yeah, God, yeah. I would give up my wife in a second for yeah, that. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Klein. I mean, the, oh, it's littered. It's littered with great names. Yeah, we're a proud city. Yeah, well, as you should be. It's a very good city. I like this city a lot. Um... I'm
0: so pleased to have you here today Thank you. to uh, push the good word on two of your lovely new films, uh, especially considering uh, I thought there might be some ill will considering one of the I haven't we haven't talked that many times, mm. but we did have one infamous encounter in which I and you reminded me of this. Yeah. I'm just shocked by your memory in which I, I made you uh, play fuck, Mary kill with uh, Hobbit. Uh, yeah. Characters.
1: No, because I came in and met you and said, oh, nice to meet you. And then I thought, no, we've met before. You're <laughs> that guy that I swore I would stupid, never speak to. We made again. a stupid game. <laughs> but no, You have to understand, and I'm sure you do understand, hence you're playing those games, that went in the middle of a that sort of junket tour, <laughs> it's quite a nice breath of fresh air. We you just play something childish and stupid. Yeah. I, I, uh, that, that's, I'm glad you take it that way. Because at least that, that's three questions that I hadn't been asked that day. Do you <laughs> know what I mean? Oh, wait, I have to actually use my brain. Yeah, it's yeah, for yeah. the I most absurd purpose yes. possible. Yes. And, <laughs> the, and it wasn't really about Tolkien. It wasn't really about midlife, It was just about who out of the cast <laughs> that I would do those to, things. To. to
0: recap, just to let you know, I looked up your answers. Uh, the question was, fuck, marry, kill for uh, Smaug, an unnamed orc, and I've Sauron. <laughs> What oh, do you think God. you answered? Do you
1: do you have any guesses? I mean, maybe it's changed. You've changed in the last few oh. years. Uh, what Well, Sauron is pure evil. I think I said that. He's pure malevolent evil. Yeah. Smaug at least has a nice voice. Yeah. Um, and is uh, charming. Yeah. I suppose I might I, marry Smaug and, and You're kill spot on. You're spot Yeah, on. kill Sauron and just have sex with an unnamed Orc. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wise then, wise today. Yeah, yeah. If it's good for then, <laughs> it's good throughout the ages. Well, I think
0: we're done here today. Thank you for coming by. You didn't by. give me a very nice choice, to be fair.
1: <laughs> that was not a very nice you choice. You should be
0: pleased because your old buddy, um, I I, I've kind of stopped playing the games on the Junket Circuit because I frankly felt like. There's a there's a certain point where you don't want to be known as that guy. Mm. It's fun, but it's also, it also gets a little absurd. Uh, but I played that same game with Ricky mm-hmm. <laughs> Gervais, mm-hmm. for a Night at the Museum film of yeah. all things. Yeah, and the choices were even harder than yours. What they were, they? were, they were uh, Adolf Hitler, Mao, <laughs> 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 and that is in fact the vo- the sound that came out of Ricky's.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was the third one? Oh, I, I can't or remember. Gandhi. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: that's funny. You said There were two sets. One was okay. the Gandhi, Martin Luther King, nice and Mother Teresa. That I was see, one yeah. set of three. And the yeah. other was Three Dictators. Three
1: bad people. Oh, wow.
0: So okay. think about that during the podcast. We'll return to it at the end.
1: I'm thinking of very little else most of my <laughs> life. No Publicis has nixed it (laughs) (laughs) She's earned her keep for the day Yeah fine you can keep the ones you have I'll go with the ones
0: Sauron I'll go with Sauron You can imagine Ben Stiller's face When I tried that Didn't work out too well (laughs) Which which names did you give him? (laughs) I gave him all of them And he was like Checking out Ricky it's all you Right
1: okay okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: the part he was born to play Exactly So Um Okay, so you've been you've been doing the press thing. You've probably done the leg in in uh, in the UK because yes. the film Ghost Stories has come out. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, I saw you share some time with join the Rock Johnson. On, yeah, yeah, i Graham Norton. <laughs> have, yeah. you, have you become lifelong friends? I feel like that's a friendship I want to see
1: well, explored. <laughs> he was very nice. I, l- I liked him um, for the little time I spent with him. He was lovely, and my, and my kids were very excited, particularly my son because um, I've done Graham's show a number of times, and, that, you know, my kids are interested, you know, both me and their mama are actors, and, you know, we're doing OK, thank God, and they, they like what we do, but when I said to Joseph, oh, um, I'm doing Graham Norton with Dwayne Johnson, he looked at, and he didn't believe me for a, a fair time, cos <laughs> he thought, I must be joking. Right. He was very excited. So he had Dwayne Johnson, and he had Miss Moneypenny, and, oh. so, and he was a big fan of Bond, he's a big fan of Bond as well, so to have Naomi Harris and Dwayne Johnson yeah. On, he didn't care that much about Roger Daltrey. That was more my thing. Yeah. Well, Roger, something yeah. for everybody. Exactly, yeah. Or
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, for a kid, I would imagine. I mean, Dwayne
1: is like a... He's a living... He he's, it doesn't seem real. No, he, I'm sure, yeah. he a little bit like sort of, sort of than life. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a big fella. And I'm not a big fella. So when, when I'm on the... <laughs> when I'm on the sofa <laughs> with... Some, like, I did it with Anthony Joshua, if you you know, the yeah. headweight champion. Oh, that's and, right, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And, yeah, I looked...
0: That's just not fair. Both of us That's look not... like
1: freaks. I think <laughs> we both look like we could have been in the Victorian circus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, is there? You seem like a, a pretty even keel guy. In mm. that, like, do you get uh, excited by meeting people at this point? I mean, you said mentioned mm. adultery. Is someone yeah, like that? Because some... I know
1: music is is yeah, a first love for you. Yeah, definitely. Some people, yeah, and, and, and it it tends to be. So far, it tends to be more musicians... I'm not looking at my watch, sorry. I was thinking, how long is this shit <laughs> wow. going to go on? Um, no, sorry. Just I, I, thought, started, I, felt, it, I felt a bit of fluff. Uh-huh. Um, it tends to be more musicians that I get very excited about. But if... You know, I've never met, you know, some of my biggest acting heroes. I met Michael Caine the other week for a short time, and he was without question one of the people who made me want to be an actor as a kid. Sure. and And I was... Very pleased to meet him. I was very, very excited. And I, and I sat down... He was sitting with Edgar Wright. I know Edgar. So I came over, said, I'm so, I'm so sorry to interrupt. And they were very gracious. No, of course, please. It was nice to meet you. I said... And I put my hand out and, and said... I'm Michael and he went no I'm Michael I was like yes so that's that was clue one I was probably a bit nervous Um, and he was very gracious and lovely but if Dustin Hoffman walked in or if whoever you know then I would I would have a similar musician style thing it's just music was my thing before anything else was my thing so so yeah from from reading up on you it was music I mean if anything acting might have been the third choice uh, (laughs)
0: beyond music and and professional squash oh yeah
1: for a while I thought yes I I thought I would be a squash player yeah because I love it and i was very good at it and i was good immediately at it and i was a very very uh physically fit kid um i trained a lot i played squash hours a day and then i was doing circuit training and running and swimming and all of that and it looked like it was going that way and i just fell out of love with it Mm -hmm. in my uh, later on in my teens and thank god i did because then i joined a youth theater in my neighborhood and um You know, my career as a squash player would have been over at 31 and I would have earned £12, you know. So, um, thankfully, there's a bit more... uh, Longevity
0: and... A little bit more, yeah. Well, and relieved also that presumably the fire has not gone out in this profession that you've sought. And seemingly, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can see why having... You know, the nature of what you do yeah. um, is constantly fresh if you're doing it right and if you've achieved a certain level of uh, Where success. Where you can choose.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're lucky enough to be able to choose things and lucky enough to be able to say no more than you say yes, then it, it's an absolutely joyful yeah. job. It really is um, it was a good job. It's it's a lovely way to, to live and to make a living, you know. And again, I, I say not falsely modestly, if you are lucky enough to make a living, because yeah. obviously most people... Um, it's a, it's a lot of people doing this job and, uh, most of them are, are not well off. Right. And, and some very talented people that are not well off. Of course. Off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, it's very good fortune to be able to pay the rent. Yeah. When
0: you were in drama school mm. and you attended what in your early twenties, yeah. right. Um, I mean, looking back, is there a rhyme or reason to the people that quote unquote succeeded that made a, a go mm. of it and have achieved whatever level of success is it how you know when you look back how much of it is luck and how much of it is sheer raw talent you think
1: i mean i have to believe you know i think we have to believe that some of it is sheer raw talent <laughs> Don't, you know, <laughs> especially if you're ticket. doing well yeah. yeah you're doing well in my, my case of course yeah. um, <laughs> for the rest of it's them really, yeah but this asshole is not talented <laughs> at all um, yes i think some of it, it definitely is you yeah and some of it is Good fortune, of course, and timing and, you know, going in the right door and, you know, meeting that right person who led to that person. 15 people down the line introduced me to Ricky Gervais or whoever, Mm -hmm. whoever. Um, I mean, are you a believer in making your own luck in being the. Without question. And And I think really, I think we all do. I think when we are being very modest overly, mo- like, Englishly modest, <laughs> not Americanly, but when you're being Englishly modest... You're talking to a New Yorker, a, a New Yorker, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm the exception. I can, I can <laughs> okay. go toe-to-toe with you. <laughs> when you're being Englishly modest, or New Yorker modest... <laughs> New Yorkers aren't modest. Well, some there are a couple of
0: different breeds. You're this, about, there's many different I, breeds. You're I right. walked out of a like 1970s Woody Allen film. I, I literally okay, came okay, off fine, the screen, yeah. "Purple Rose of Cairo you, no, Style." No, fair enough.
1: Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, modest to you is something to a, to aspire to. That's exactly. Yeah. One day, if you end up being modest, you're being a bit too big-headed. What um, <laughs> an asshole! So we sometimes we say, "Oh, it's only luck. It's all luck." Sure. And I think that's just not true it's not true right. you know of course some of it is luck and some of it is good fortune and the heavens smiling on you but no it's your decision making process it's how you frankly it's how you behave you know because you've got to turn you've got to do it you've got to do the job <laughs> right and if you're an idiot or not very good or both then please god you'll you'll get found out you know and, and yeah. that's how we hope those people do get weeded out they don't all get weeded out right most do though um, so yeah, it's it's luck and skill and judgment. You know, it's, it's yes. your taste as well. You I know, mean, I'm a big believer in taste and and trying to execute your taste. Um, it, it is is your profession more
0: forgiving to? Inappropriate behavior, and by that I don't mean like anything like you know, you know, literally like mm. I'm not talking about felonies. I'm just talking about being mm. an asshole. Mm-hmm. Jeez, does it reward? Hopefully, you mentioned good behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, generally speaking, the people that come in here are very polite and nice. I'm and, sure, and, yeah. Uh, I can see from your board they all look like good people. <laughs> they do. Then again, it also behooves them to be nice to me because I'm the one that's going to tell
1: tales. True, true, true. Uh, um, oh yes, you're right. He's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Green five down. I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> That genuinely was a joke. Because now I'm looking at green. That's Kevin Kline, I Green, think. five, I? no, green, no, green, the... Oh, on the, the third. solid green. Five, three, yeah. one, two, three. And four. I don't know him at all. You and know that's what? a joke. Wait, that was a joke. Between the two
0: of us. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to say it. would say it. That's the prick on that wall. You're kidding. I swear to God. That's a mate. <laughs> I am Darren Brown. I am Darren. <laughs> Who would have thought? No, seriously, that's... Who in, in private company, that's of the one course, that when mate. people ask me. Of course.
1: That's the one. Well for the listeners. Anyway. No, he no, no. Joe Biden. <laughs> we don't. We don't mean Joe Biden. He's not on the ball. <laughs> Joe Biden's not he in He was in Parks and thing. Recreation. He'd had a great that, guest right. Yeah, yeah, but it's not Joe Biden. We no, loved it's it. not Joe Biden. That's so interesting. I Because I did... um this isn't going out to the public, is it? It's fine. <laughs> this is just two guys yeah. with licorice lollipops in front of them. Sounds salacious. Um, it does. Oh, and yours is slightly bigger. But mine's more upright. It's growing. <laughs> and, and Laura's having another heart attack. It's really uh, hard on just it is, no, no, it is. Okay, good. It's us. It's the sexual <laughs> tension. Um, I, I did SNL a few years ago. Yes. And, so, and there as well, of course, people talk with it's sort of encoded ways right. about who was, you know, and again, this is all... Uh, non, no names will be of course. obviously. But, yeah, over the years, millions of people have done that show. Mm. And eventually, things leak out about, oh, yeah, they were tricky, you know, right. or so-and-so was, you know. Because... And, and you know what? As it should. Yes. As it should. Karmically, it should. Because if, I think if people do behave badly we can all be forgiven one or two because, you know, something's happened. You may have just lost someone. You might have just be ill, whatever. But when it's a consistent thing, I I don't think it... I just don't think it's that much of a massive talent to treat people vaguely well. Do you know what I mean? To be decent to people does not make you a saint it's not that hard it's not that hard you know and to go back to our
0: earlier point there is a great pool of extraordinary talent out there why do we need to reward the, i mean like, i know if, no it, i know I, I, I've, I've, I've the, I've from the several
1: occasion. times uh, when you know if you, if you do some if you do something with the possibility of someone who is who we know is going to be difficult yeah but there's extenuating circumstances i'm just like nah A, life's too short. We could all be dead tomorrow, and I don't want for this to have been my last thing with an idiot. B, as we've established, there are lots of good people. There are lots of people who can do this job quite well who are not massively famous who could do with a break, you know. And so why would we tolerate? I don't don't get it, man.
0: Has it happened often where you've found yourself again without naming names, obviously? Mm. You you step into a project, and day one or two, you're like, oh, God.
1: It has not happened often, no. It's hardly ever happened, to be honest, yeah. Because like you say... You know, the name's on What Most people are... I really think most people are yeah. quite decent people. And it, even, even from the sort of... Uh, a, a profession like actors, where which, which is often quite reviled or, or at least <laughs> mocked, you know. Right. Um, I think most actors, in my experience, are decent people and just trying their best. Yeah. And they might be a bit scared or they might be a bit insecure, but they're decent people. Now, directors, on the other hand... Oh, directors! <laughs> Um, <laughs> who do they think they but, are? But uh, everyone's trying their best, aren't they? Yeah, Everyone yeah. is trying their best. And um uh, it's very uh, it's ha- it has happened to me when I thought I will Never work with that person again. But v- not often,
0: right? Not and often. Y- and you and
1: Edgar still keep working together. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's I like wonderful. Be- yeah, that's because I like his beard. Yeah. <laughs> it is
0: luxurious. Yeah. Um, uh, let's let's mention uh, the the films uh, because I want to, and I enjoyed them both. Um, Ghost Thank Stories mm. uh, is delightful. Thanks. Um, it's gotten a lot of great reception. I see. Yeah, it uh, it's
1: done really well. I lo- I'm glad.
0: It, it's it's both referential yet uh, to, to to a certain yeah. type of film, but also uh, uniquely surprising. I I, I can say absolutely that I was definitely surprised at many turns mm. many especially around your character. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how often are you surprised by what you see in a script? Are you, are you easily can you track sort of where a script is
1: going? and well that's a good example of, of a script that was surprising and, yeah. and again in, in my thank you very much. Um, oh, this is sorry, everyone. This is coffee. He's getting oh, he's here? getting okay. decaffeinated right, up. Thank you very much. Caffeinated and caffeinated at the same time. <laughs> you Uppers out. and downers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Yeah, you you do want to be surprised, yeah. and the and the amount of times you're surprised is l- less than the times you're not. Yeah. And it's lovely when you get good surprises. And when I, when I read the script of Ghost Stories, it was surprising and scary. I, I read it a couple of times for clarity, and it was yeah it was it sent a bit of a chill down my spine a, about three times in the script and at other times I was like, just delighted by the surprises yeah
0: so with and this is the kind of film that not much needs I think to be mm-hmm. said hopefully we mm-hmm. want to kind of give them like just enough to get them excited yeah. but um you know uh, for those that that, that love uh, classic Hammer Horror. Yeah, There's yeah, definitely yeah. a bit of that in oh, there. Oh, definitely, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, If you're expecting to see Martin in the first five minutes, just be patient when be he comes. Patient. Yeah, yeah yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, were you warned the, that you're not going to appear for a little
1: while in the well, script? Well, Andy, Andy Nyman sent me the script. Um, and I, yes, I knew it wasn't going to be my film, mm-hmm. but I was just very happy to be in it. Yeah. yeah, I was very happy to be in it. So yeah, it's by no means my film.
0: Does does this type of film, the the tone of a of a work like this, afford an actor opportunities to
1: for lack of a better term, go
0: bigger to yes. kind of play in it a little it bit of a different way.
1: Ap, without question. Yeah. And that's part of the appeal to me as well. Cause you can lean into certain things. You can be a bit more theatrical. You can, right. cause the film itself is, um, heightened, I guess, you know, as most horrors are, and certainly most horrors, well, I say most horrors of this kind. I don't, there aren't many horrors of this Not kind around. actually. Yeah, no. exactly. Um, but they are yeah they're a bit theatrical yeah. and and I and I am afforded the opportunity to be theatrical without doubt and that doesn't happen very often right so um it's fun to do it you've still got to anchor it in reality sure like you have with everything you still got to have a base of reality but what i'm required to do at times is is just a bit more up you know it's a, it's a bit more out there when do, you, I, when, I do I like. you,
0: when do you feel like most exposed um embarrassed feel out on your own Mm -hmm. uh acting in a script whether it's something particular to this one or just generally like is there a stage direction whether Mm -hmm. it's like martin takes off his shirt martin (laughs) screams to the heavens martin (laughs) cries like a baby is there one where you're like oh god i'll go there
1: i'm not gonna enjoy going there (laughs) i don't know if you've seen my uh, it was a film i made a long time ago called shirt baby scream (laughs) <laughs> and it's I had to do all of those things. Is that true? No, um, <laughs> it was just it was a short level, eight minutes of taking my shirt off, screaming, yeah. and going, "Why, God, God, why?" Um, the thing that makes I think that where I feel most vulnerable is um, green screen. Actually, potentially, if, if you're on your own, yeah. Um, there's there's a scene in in Black Panther where. My character is in a sort of a simulated spaceship and right. he's kind of, you know, bringing down some bad guys. And and because I, that was on my own um, in a studio, just with green all around me, you're just very aware that you could be doing bad acting. I mean, you could be doing terrible acting because you're not reacting to it. You know, someone's saying, and there's a spaceship behind you. You know, Ryan Coogler is saying, okay, there's one behind you, so you're doing that. Okay, there's one right up ahead. Okay, right. <laughs> Any time when someone's saying to you, and there's a monster, you know, or, and here comes the yeah. Loch Ness Monster and now you're drowning, you know. It could... It feels a bit like a bad commercial casting from I'm early sure. on in your career. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When you're just asked to do all sorts of things. And you have, you have to trust the director. Yeah. You have to trust yourself. Um, and the entire cgi and editing process that you won't be exposed but you you're aware that you could be doing some of the worst acting of your life because you're not reacting to something yeah i'm sure even putting your trust in someone like
0: peter jackson or ryan Mm -hmm. kugler and yes like intellectually they're not gonna make me look stupid
1: no but but still you you know emotionally in your own heart when you see yourself back you I am the only judge of really whether I whether I like what I've done. Right. Now, so if so, if other people like it or don't like it, that's completely valid. But my opinion of my performance is very important to me. <laughs> it is very important really? to me. I have to. If I go away thinking, "Oh God," then that's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feeling. How often are the f- films or projects that are
0: revered uh, by others mm-hmm. ones that you yourself, in your private time? Mm-hmm. Or not necessarily that satisfied. Well, I love it- all
1: my work, so I so I love. I think it's all very strong. It's all brilliant. <laughs> Every time I appear on screen, it's a well, it's a, it's a magical a moment. It's yeah. a gift yeah. for an audience. Yeah. Yeah. And not, I mean, it doesn't happen often. It doesn't happen mm. often that that I'm in massive disagreement with people one way or the other. You know, for good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think I'm quite philosophical about it now. You know, I mean, maybe when I was 25, I would have been a bit more right. easily thrown. But now I'm 30, I... Um, <laughs> you hit the took victory your, Took you a minute. Took you a minute. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're just... I mean, you're bathed in oil of the way. You just yeah. seem like supple now skin. It's amazing. I'm 31. How could you even grow that beard? This is all stick on Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, now I think you get a bit more philosophical that you are... I saw... Um, I saw an interview with Dustin Hoffman once where he said, some days it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. You know, however, whatever you're striving for and searching for, guess what? Some days it will just elude you and it's, you have to be okay with that. And I thought that's absolutely right. It's really right. And sometimes, of course, like in anything in life, the more you chase things... The, totally, the more inexplicably gone they are, right? You know? um, and you can—it's really easy to go down rabbit holes. It, I can't speak for anybody else, but in my job, to just think: no, oh, one more, please, one more, one more. I can—I know I've got this thing. And sometimes you're right, right, and sometimes you're wrong. You know that sometimes there is nothing else left in it's an
0: empty box. So now you've gone in the other direction. Now you're you're one take Martin. You show up on set, be like, guys, I got <laughs> a game to watch in an hour. Let's just go
1: bang the set. I've <laughs> <laughs> got some Sudoku to play. I do. No, I I do like I like being on set, and I like I'm never happier than when I'm yeah between action and cut. I'm very happy. Yeah, really, really happy. Yeah, I I love that. I love my job. Except I, for the really really green screen
0: moments, which are maybe,
1: they're fun, but a little less... Yeah, they're just a bit more... The, yeah, the answer to your question was, when do you feel vulnerable? And, and that That's is it. when you feel vulnerable. So, I still like them, but but they're dangerous because you've got no gauge. Yeah, yeah. You know. Was, so
0: the first... Well, I guess there were, I was going to say it's Hobbit, but maybe even Hitchhiker. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. Um, was was Hobbit the first time where that experience was, like, really immersive and you had
1: to kind of, like, go for broke in terms of dealing with
0: effects? To and, that extent, Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, I'm trying to think back how much... I don't think there was that much green screen on Hitch- Hitchhiker. Hitchhikers, yeah. Hitchhikers, actually. There wasn't that much. Um, there was some, obviously, but I suppose The Hobbit was the, the first one where it was that um, constant. Sure. And even then, you know, Peter Jackson's not a green screen geek. He right, likes right, right. things to be physical. He likes real sets as much as humanly possible. He'll build it. You yep. know, he'll get it built. But some things you can't build, some things do not exist, so you have right. to digitally render them. Uh, but he he would rather the real stuff was there. Yeah, I think you know, and it's 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 tricky because the most fun thing about acting for me is looking in another human's eyes right. and building a scene between you. Um, and if you're doing that in front of green screen, fine. But it's as I say, it's when you're on your own, re- doing reacting to something that is not there, is never going to be there, <laughs> has never been there. Yeah, that's potentially dangerous. Yeah. So, okay, so backtracking a little bit, I mean, um, you know, hitting the, the obvious points
0: that are often brought up in your career. Mm. Um, I mean, The Office came, you're probably approaching 30 around then. Yeah, I was
1: 29 then, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, where were you at in your life, career, in terms of happiness, career-wise, mm. personally? Were you making a living? Mm-hmm. Um, and did you have visions of a certain type of career then? And if so, what were they?
1: I was making a living yeah I I left drama school when I was 23 and I um had worked uh yeah I'd all, I'd always worked a lot in theater bits of TV um the occasional short film the occasional right. commercial but I was definitely making a living not a not a high rolling living <laughs> but um but I was very happy I was very content um and was that what, what was the
0: was the were you goal oriented was there like Again, you know, we're talking about the danger of always seeking what's next, what's next, what's yeah. next. But that being said, yeah. especially in that point in your career, I would imagine there were certain aspirations, whether it's mm-hmm. the type of role or mm-hmm. a certain level of filmmaker you wanted to work with. Sure, like what yeah.
1: were what were those kind of signposts for you then? Do you know I don't know if I could have even um, articulated that then. I'm not sure I can articulate it now. Mm-hmm. And partly it's because of, you know, don't speak too soon. It's, it's like, you know, as soon as you say it, you'll jinx it. And almost as soon as you... If you think it, you'll jinx it. Now, I'm aware as well, there is the, I guess, the Jim Kerry school of thought, which is no, you have to say, you have to say it out loud and, right, and, and visualize it, write it, write in, it down, on, and you know that works for him, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but I, I think I come from a bit more of a well, as partly as soon as you say something, I feel you limit it mm. because the part of the beauty of my job is that you don't know, you don't you don't know because. I've done jobs where I had never thought, never occurred to me that I would do that job or that role until someone went, I really want you to do that role. And you go, oh, fantastic. Whereas if I'd gone, no, I want to do X, Y, Z, you know, and I want that to happen by the time I'm 35. Mm. I don't know. It it just seems limiting. And it also, to me, seems crazy. It it, it does seem a little bit crazy to me because I, I just think that even though, yes, you make your own luck... The likelihood, <laughs> right, the likelihood when you start acting, the likelihood you're going to be either rich or famous or both is fucking tiny, right. <laughs> almost invisible. It's almost zero, right? So don't, uh, you know... Why bother well, almost spending that psychic bo- energy? I, yeah, and I don't mean not have... Aspirations right. or drive. I was pretty driven, and I'm I'm highly ambitious to yeah. be good. I want to do good work, but it's when when you start being specific about it, that feels a little bit to me like a business plan. And yeah. it's never felt like a business plan to me at all. Were, were you
0: aware before you became well known and recognizable and famous
1: how much you didn't want that <laughs> before you got it? No, no, I no, I didn't know how much I didn't want it. No, and, and again, before it sounds like, like uh, right. uh, poor me. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, I have a lovely life and there are worse things in the world than being famous, right. clearly. But the, I, I, what I found was you only need to be on a couple... If you're of my persuasion, you only need to be on a couple of red carpets with people screaming your name to realise, ah, OK, this is not as much fun <laughs> as some other things in my life. Right. Um, it didn't take long yeah. for me to go, ah, oh, right, fair enough. I've I've seen that now. I've peeked in the curtain and yeah. I... I don't hate it, but, you, yeah, you don't love it. Of course you don't love it. because it's, it's not, There's not an awful lot to love about that because there is a kind of, at its worst, there's a kind of mania about it mm. that is not healthy. Human history is littered with examples of when people go... <laughs> when mania happens, not brilliant things happen as a result. Right. Um, and it's just also... It's my nervous system. I can't, you know, I can't take too much of it. Yeah, I'm a little distrustful of those that are almost too comfortable with it i know but but at the same time i wish that i had in the last 16 years got better at it you know what i mean yeah because i still don't really know i still don't really know how to do that i I think i'm better at it than i was yeah i'm still not good at it i think people just don't recognize and uh, yeah so
0: let's again acknowledge it's it's a you know it's privileged problems, I of suppose. Course, yeah, it's but, there are worse things, but, yeah. but it's but it is a twenty four seven thing. You know, again, you're, you're you're not Tom Cruise, but I'm sure every I'm day. Not, no. But I'm sure every day you yeah. are still uh, noticed yes. and recognized, and yes. you have to make that calculation in your head that, like, yes. if I'm going to the grocery store, yeah, add in thirty percent more time than the normal human being.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that, that is true, and, and you're absolutely right. No, you because I think everyone has the. I'm not Tom Cruise thing. you know what I mean? Because, like, yes, there, there are level, there are gradations of it. Right. I am nowhere near right. the top <laughs> tier of it. But um, but you don't need to be anywhere near the top tier for it to still yeah. massively impact your life. Did it happen, like... Did it feel like it happened overnight with The Office? Or was it the a gradual... The change happened overnight, but then it ramped up. I mean, the change happened to me with my, my ex, Amanda, and I. We went out... We were just going out for a drink in Camden in North London after The Office had first shown... And we were just going to go out. To, uh, it was a club night on, and it was you know soul music. I wanted to go and listen to some music, and um, and it was different. I was like ah, oh, this is different now because it was full of people. Uh, yeah, just You're doing just, that. You thing. must feel it. You must yeah, just you feel, feel it.
0: even if the people aren't. You just feel eyes on you. You feel. You feel you know. eyes on you, and people were doing the thing.
1: <laughs> and this is yeah. before everyone had an iPhone. F- you know, no one had an yeah, you know. iPhone. Yeah. So not everyone had a camera, at least, but people were making it known and as i say not beatlemania yeah, yeah, yeah. not tom cruise but still enough to, to it, that felt like an overnight thing but then when you do other stuff right so it was at that level for a while and then it stepped up a little bit stepped up a little bit with with the dual thing of sherlock on the hobbit that was another thing again
0: you know did was that is that do you have to put that in part of like the algorithm when taking on a project because when you take on The Hobbit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you
1: know and I did, what yes, that's going to be. I, I did. And it wasn't so much... Th- I, I took that a little bit into account. It was more the doing of it that I... Because it, obviously it sounds like a no-brainer. Do you want to play The Hobbit in The Hobbit? Was it, yes, of course you do. Right. But the bit that... And what I respected Peter Jackson for, I respect him for many things, but the first thing I respected him for, just as a human, was that he understood why I was not just going, "Oh yes, please let me do," you know, let me, because I was a father. Yeah, you knew enough. (laughs) I knew knew enough, and I wasn't twelve. Yeah, exactly. And I knew I would have to be away from my family for a long time, at the other side of the world, as far away from London as you can possibly be. Um, He understood that because he's a family man and he he gets it. Um, That was the bit that gave me pause for thought. It wasn't so much the thing of, oh, my God, now I will always be Bilbo Baggins. It wasn't so much that. Yeah. It was just the, the doing of it. Um, and as I said, I suppose because, because that, that sort of... The Hobbit-Sherlock thing was part of the same tornado, mm. in a way, in time they took heat off each other or they added, you know, so so it wasn't like, yes, for some people, I will always be Bill Baggins. Yeah. And for some people, I will always be John Watson. You know, for some people, I'm I'm meeting the second generation of Office Office fans fans now. So I'm meeting guys of like 1920 who are going crazy over The Office the way I did over Fawlty Towers or whatever, you know, after the fact. And so that's interesting as well. What's lovely actually is if I'm allowing myself pride in something is that I have done enough, roles of varying yes types that people can go oh i really love that or, and i'm yeah i'm very proud of that i'll allow myself some pride in that what's uh, all um, allowed <laughs> what's the overriding like memory
0: or sense memory of the office at this point, I would imagine, uh, you know, Ricky's cackle probably is is, is, is is burned into your brain forever. The cackle before, before it had a trademark on it. Exactly, you you, know, you were we knew, privileged, you knew the cackle before it before became the cackle the, yeah. to
1: end all cackles. Um, I, my my sense memory is of uh, I have never ever laughed that much in a work situation yeah. ever. Um, it was truly funny. It, I knew the scripts were good. Um. I'd I'd met him before, I'd done a sketch show, a BBC sketch show before that called Bruiser, which he um, contributed to as a writer. I'd met him, I liked him, he was completely unpretentious, he wasn't like any other comedy writer I'd ever met because there was nothing learned or studied about him. Mm -hmm. There was nothing academic about him. He was just like (laughs) a lunatic (laughs) who'd been let go in a world full of grown-ups and I liked that a lot. Um, So by the time I did The Office, I respected him. I didn't know how good he was. Was going to be, um, but he he was phenomenally good in the office. You know, what like these
0: two films you're actually happen to be promoting now. It was a collaboration by, between two people. Mm-hmm. Both these films yeah. are co-directed yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. by Paris and, Absolutely. and and the Office was obviously yep. uh, Stephen Merchant alongside Ricky, without question. Um, did it? Did they have confidence
1: in their own material? They didn't have much of a track record. They had confidence that no one had any right to have. I mean, it was <laughs> again only Ricky and Steve know what was in their hearts. Sure. But um t- to us, it looked like who the fuck are these guys it like it was like you had done 15 big shows. Stephen Merchant was about 12 at the time. Right. Ricky, I guess, was turning 40. None of them had a track I mean, Ricky had a, a little bit of a track record on a show called The Eleven O'Clock Show. He'd done little comedy bits. Yep. So people had started, people in the comedy world started to know him as an entity, mm. but he was not. John Cleese you know <laughs> you're like am I missing and, a page of the resume yeah, I should know about with this like, what's- <laughs> they were completely co- it seemed to me completely confident in their taste and in their skill and they were right to be because yeah. their taste and their skill was spot on you know how did you and uh you and Edgar and Simon get to know each other and you've
0: you were you've been in all three of the Cornetto trilogy's progressively larger parts as they as it <laughs> continued
1: um how did you guys become friends I first I first became aware of Simon as a performer. I'd, I'd seen him on telly, liked him.
0: He was just here by the way, a couple of weeks ago. In case you detected oh. his his scent or oh, aura was he? in the, in the <laughs> yeah, room, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew there was a malevolent <laughs> feeling. in the air. Um, Yeah, and I knew I would like him. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I liked what he did, um, and we had friends in common. You know, we weren't a million miles apart. You know, in that, that, as you will imagine, you know, Britain being a reasonably small uh Ireland, um we knew people in common we worked right. with people in common and and very early on we people had slightly started to compare us a little bit do you know mm-hmm. what i mean um and by the time i met him i was really because i thought i think i'm gonna like this guy and i did he was just love a lovely bloke he introduced me to edgar um at a party um and i had like i'd really liked spaced yeah um, and I met Simon round about the second series of Space. I met, or before, I met him in 2000. I met him in 2000. And I met Nick Frost at the same time and Peter Serafinowicz and, you know, those people. Because we lived in the same area of London, North London. Um, and yeah, they'd be just good people, you know, yeah. they were just people I liked who also happened to be very funny (laughs) and very successful. Did did you share kind of
0: the the geek or movie bona fides of those guys? Do you have that kind of... Not the same.
1: No, not the same. I think uh, there are moments that we cross over, Mm. but um, no, I'm... uh, I mean, I, I'm not saying this to make myself look interesting or cool, mm-hmm. but I'm no, I'm not a geek in that way. Right.
0: Nowadays, um, you go the other direction. You have to be cool. You have to say that you're no, obsessed. No, indeed. With stuff. No, indeed.
1: Well, partly how I knew things had shifted. She's bored. She's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Not even my publicist gives a shit anymore. I'm um, still interested. Yeah, thanks. Can't say that for the audience, but um, yeah, they've all gone. <laughs> um, was it? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I knew something had shifted. or... Like, Simon, for me, is an example of that... I- modern popular culture, the way we're sort of obsessed with genre now, the way we're obsessed with, you know, and, and geekdom and yep. all that, you know. And the geeks have now... They're the cool kids now, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Simon has, a, 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 like, a genuine, lifelong, as you know, yes. love of Star Wars, yep. right? Now, when I, I'm... I'm... A little bit younger than Simon, mm-hmm. but th- those were the first films I loved yeah, as well. Yeah. I loved Star Wars, yeah. but when I met Simon, I realized, oh no, it's like it's like liking the Beatles, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then being a Beatles nut, right? <laughs> um, and I, I'm a bit of a Beatles nut, mm-hmm. so when people say, oh yeah, I love the the greatest hits of the Beatles, I'm like, why you little, you, <laughs> you don't deserve, you <laughs> <laughs> Um to hear Hey and so, yeah, I loved... As far as I was concerned, I, Star Wars was part of my growing up. Yeah. definitely partly shaped me, but it didn't shape me into whatever that popular culture version of a geek is, you know? Fair enough. Um, and Simon... We would joke about it a lot, that he would talk about Star Wars as if it was 20th century history. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if it was... If we were reading about the beginning of World War II or yeah. something, like it was fact... <laughs> Because he was naming... Whereas I would say, oh, and that bit where that happens. And he would name all the characters and all the moons, you know. And so it was a different level. So I think that has shifted in my adult life, actually. I think that... Because it's not... It's now not just a case of oh yeah, I really like that. I really liked Back to the Future. It's now there's a quiz on it, and if and you have to know right. the five <laughs> levels of it, the five layers of it, <laughs> exactly. And there are some things I can do that about, but they're they're different things. Are yeah. they? Are, are any of them in the movies space? Oh, some of them would be in the movies space. Yeah, but um, what's and your comedy je- what's, space? Yeah, what's you your know? jeopardy category in, in pop culture? I'd try, do your... pretty well. i will do anything that isn't music. I mean, I do well on Spinal Tap. I do very very well on that. Yeah, right, sure. and I do well on. Yeah, TV comedies we grew up with. I do pretty well on The Godfather's. You know, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I I'd do very well on West Side Story. I do very well on West Side Story. Spielberg's remaking it. Get your hat in the ring. I heard that when <laughs> someone said to me, "It's like Who? I'm too old for everyone. I can only play Doc. I'm a, I'm, okay, I'd be a young Doc. <laughs> but Look, maybe it's mocap. Maybe you could play <laughs> Maria. True. We don't know. It's too That's soon to true. say. Yeah, it's me and Idris Elba. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, just in mocap suits. Mm. And his circus is playing every role. Every role. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah no, no there are things obviously because we all have our the things that we love Yeah. Um but yeah no mine isn't uh, in all honesty it's not and as I say I'm not trying to make myself cool by saying yeah, it. Yeah. but it's not the same Right. There it's not there are some concentric circles that overlap but I'm not as encyclopedic about the same things as they are. Are there yeah. any, uh, you know, your kids are, what, like, 8, 10, 12? 12. Okay,
0: so are there films that, does that change your consideration of the kind of films you do, if anything, just to gain some modicum of respect and interest from sometimes,
1: them? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of recent examples or any examples.
0: Like, do you call up Simon and say, like, look, if you could put a good word with, with JJ, <laughs> yeah, that know, would really help
1: me? Cause... <laughs> Definitely, no, I mean, I'm, yeah, my, certainly my son would be well into that. Um, I mean I think in all honesty I, w- I mean yes I'm not saying that about Star Wars obviously Star Wars is quality but uh, but it, I, I don't think I would do something just because Joe and Grace might like it if I didn't love it but it's very hand listen it, it's pretty cool if you're the Hobbit when you uh, pick up <laughs> from school time that's pretty cool Yeah, um, it's pretty cool if you're in Black Panther you know that, that sort of stuff is yeah um, it's nice when your kids are proud of you of course yeah um Sherlock, yeah, this
0: little thing that you're in that some people have some interest in still. Yes, I don't see it. I don't get it myself. But yeah. no, um, do you believe in the, the you know the the chemistry thing? Like, do you believe? Yes, like, I do. Yeah, You Absolutely. and Benedict and Benedictine, did you experience that? Yeah, we just had chemistry. Get-go?
1: Yeah, we just had chemistry. And you know, I I say, it, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to um, downplay it. It's almost like not even to. We can't even take any credit for it. It's not like, oh, weren't we clever because we had chemistry? It's pure luck. Yeah. Like, that's luck. Yeah. Yes, we're good. Yeah, I'm going to say it. We're good at our jobs. You know, we can definitely act. <laughs> but but <laughs> so can way. a lot of people who, who don't necessarily have their chemistry, you mm. know. As soon as we started reading, it was, oh, it's, it worked. It just worked. He knew it, I knew it, and the the room knew it. And it, it's... And that, it's it's hard to talk about that sort of stuff without sounding like your own showbiz myth. Sure. And then John, met Paul, you know, it's not. But it was true. It yeah. was it was true. We we worked very easily and well together. Yeah. Uh, as the clickbait culture has decided that you now hate Sherlock. Let's go on the other side and Thank say. Thank you. I was just talking about that, and it, I'm I'm gutted about that because, a. I mean, it's, it's part of the perils of press, right. of course. You do an interview, then they need a headline, right. and the headline was not actually something that I said in the article. Um, so that's annoying. It's also annoying to think that you know people I really like and care about, right. uh, who we made a good thing together, might have thought, "Oh, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't like this show. He, he hates he, the show." Send you a series of sad, faces, <laughs> sad face emojis. <laughs> emojis
0: <laughs> I thought we were having fun.
1: <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened um, to us? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I'm, I hope that people know, because we all do this job. That sometimes things aren't not exactly as what happened in the room, right? You know, and we all know, and you know, Ben knows that we all we all know it. So I hope that it made me feel weird that because it just wasn't true. It, it, it wasn't true. What I had said, what that was true. I have reservations about some of the way that it's received, and that is a pressure. Right, that is a pressure. Um Particularly about the you know the insist the absolute insistence that uh, Sherlock and John are a couple, should be a couple, have always been a couple. And my point was, for the record, me and Ben, given that we're quite good at our jobs, have never... we And we know what we're playing. Yeah. We know the moment, the mood, the motivation we're playing. We never played anything as a couple. And that's just true, you know. Um, we played two friends who love each other.
0: Yeah. That's pretty different it, it's weird it's we're, we're in a culture now, and I've experienced this many times talking to people that are in these these franchises, et cetera that are just so and it's part goes with the territory so my so obsessed over that the fans and you know you have to appreciate them because they put you of course, know, they yeah, make yeah, it yeah. happen
1: yeah, we want people to like the work, of course, but they yeah. almost
0: create their own narratives. They do. and it's uh, a beautiful yeah. thing in some ways, but yeah, it's also yeah. kind of an. But it's, as long as
1: we know it's that. Yes. That as long as we know that, okay, that's your own yes. thing. So, if you know, if you if you watch if you watch a film and then you think you, you've, you've created your own universe out of it, that's great. But that's not what Spielberg or George Lucas... Right. As long as you know that that's not their idea, yes. that's fine. Um, I think that's just what became odd for all of us, actually, on mm. um, Sherlock, the extent to which that happened. Among a pocket of fans, not all fans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, you know, because not all people who watch Sherlock, are, you know, are... are that type of fan. Right. Most people who watch Sherlock is just your uncle and auntie, just people who enjoy the show. Yes. And there are people who are mad into it, and I love people who are crazy into it, because we we've we all got to be crazy into some things. But it, it was weird for us when, when we realised, oh, no, these people are they're running with their own ball now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is great, because, as we know, fan fiction has created a real, thriving subculture, yeah. you know? And there, are, I've I've read some stuff that is this is really good, like it's well written, <laughs> creative, yep. thought out stuff. But it's not; it doesn't happen to be the show we're making, so it's fine. You make your own novels or shit. That, Just totally know fine. what it is. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to suddenly go. Do you know what? Where Stephen Sondheim was going wrong <laughs> is like his, with this little tune here. That's no, fine. That's my tune. It's not his tune, and it wasn't meant to be his tune. You know, was
0: it? Was it surreal to watch? We've talked a lot about fame and deal and 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 that kind of part of it. Um, you got to sort of see it from another end and seeing like Benedict then Mm -hmm. explode Mm -hmm. and kind of like become this uh, obsession for, for folks. Is that something that, that you've, you talked to him about or something that you remember was like a, a, we did
1: a bit, but I think because we were both, you know, we'd be on set and it was sort of, we were either in the middle of massive scenes, you know, just where you all, you (laughs) know, you know what it's like, you're too too busy working or or when we were on location, um, we sort of—I mean—we would talk about it usually in a sort of humorous right. way, because it would be implicit. because there were hundreds of people watching, you know. In a way that that doesn't happen on every job. I mean, just right. that does not happen on every job. Right. Um, but there is, yeah, there is something about the appeal of Sherlock, um, and you know, I've, i you know—I've been watching them recently with my kids because my kids really like it. And when you when you haven't seen them for a while, you just you're reminded of just how good it is, the quality of the writing, the quality of the, it's just so beautifully shot, yeah. the music, everything. It's a good show. Yeah. He's fantastic. He yeah. looks great in it. He's sound, you know he's fantastic casting as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, you he's fantastic. Can't take your eyes off of him. No, he's, it, it's like that that's a good gig. You know, I don't mean for him, but it's a, that's a good. For, everyone was a winner with yes. that one. You know, because when I went up for that for to play John. Um, I knew he was doing it, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. And even and, and he wasn't famous, famous then, but sure. he, but, but he, people knew him. People in the com- acting community yep. knew him. Um, and the first time I'd seen him, he was obviously very good. He was playing Stephen Hawking actually in a BBC film about Stephen Hawking. And I thought, wow, oh, who's this kid? He's he's like he's really good. Um, so I already respected what he could do, and yep. I thought, ah, oh, he's a very good idea for Sherlock Holmes, and
0: he, he was. It just works. I'll be seeing him this weekend for Avengers Shenanigans. Uh, really? uh, shall I give him your best or are you guys please not talking that. No,
1: please do give him okay. my best, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, we should mention quickly, uh, We uh, Ghost Stories I talked about, uh, Cargo, also an excellent film, Netflix Thank Thank premiering you. soon. Yeah. Uh, this is a tense, bit of a, you know, quite a challenge, exciting mm. for you, I would imagine. Mm. Um, a, a father being put to the yes, test to see yes, the indeed. limits. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shot in Australia. Pretty, pretty amazing locale.
1: Yes, yeah, well, in the outback, basically. It was mainly in the outback yeah. um, in Australia, in South Australia. And uh, I hadn't experienced that before. Um, and, it, you know, the, the backdrop, I suppose, is the mood music of the film is in a... A post-viral world of right. zombies, <laughs> um, and the—I suppose—the thing that really got me when I read the script was that it was the family thing. It was the father-daughter right. thing, um, and it was—it's ostensibly about a father trying to look after his daughter with the aid of another, another girl who they meet on the way. And it's, um, and it's a—it's a great first film, I think. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, Ben Howling and Yolanda Ramke have directed it, and Yolanda wrote it. They did a short of it, you, you know, year, some years ago, that kind of went viral and did very, very well. So I was sent the, the link to the short and the screenplay. And I thought, this is a really heartfelt, um... Again, it wasn't just a genre yeah. zombie film. It was, as I say, for me, the, the connection was the human, the family connection. That was what got me about it, and I think they've done it really well. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's end on a a classy uh, full circle moment. Uh, fuck Mary Kill. Mm-hmm. Oh, give me some better ones.
0: Simon Pegg. <laughs> R- Ricky Gervais. Benedict
1: Cumberbatch. Man, I mean they're all, you know, very. Attractive man. <laughs> oh boy! Ignite the fans. I do, no, I can't do that because they're people I all know. Characters, you, I can do it to. <laughs> if I offend Sauron, okay. who cares? Okay, we'll go Sherlock. Okay. Um. Uh. Um. Uh, uh,
0: Ricky from The Office, of course. Uh. David eh, Brent. David. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Uh, Simon's Which character for Simon do we do? Um, <clears throat> well, indeed. Um. Well, we should do the World's End since that was well perhaps done.
1: your biggest uh, collaboration. He was annoying in that. The character was annoying, like, not Simon. <laughs> Simon's not, a lovely man. Yeah. You know Simon, he's a delightful yeah. person. Um, oh. I mean, yeah. That... Sherlock is brilliant, but annoying. You know, as is This could apply to as is three. Scene. Well, kind of, well, yeah. not brilliant part for David. Well, yeah, David but... Brent's not brilliant. Yeah, he's, he's got a good heart, but he's a dick. Um... You, you have to murder David Brent. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking this through myself. I don't want to put
0: words in your mouth, but
1: yeah yeah I so, said, but maybe, oh God, but who do I marry I mean <laughs> I well, think maybe you might have to end up marrying Sherlock, I don't know because at least it would be it would be interesting, yeah, I think you'd maybe you'd maybe fuck Gary King from the world's end, <laughs> right, because um, he's a good time guy for yes. most of the film before yes. he has an epiphany uh, I think you yeah, got it. maybe maybe kill David Brent, but God knows he. Yeah, he is funny. I mean, I don't even mean Ricky's performance, but you would get a lot of pleasure out of being in that man's company just for the. Yeah, I think it's a I think you him. need
0: to rewatch the show. I don't know if you want to be around oh, yeah.
1: that. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, this Sherlock, he would dazzle you with his intellect yeah, at some points, yeah. and he's, he's got good clothes. Um... This has been so much fun for me. Yeah, honestly,
0: thank uh, you. Uh, uh, Martin, uh, thank you. It, don't be a stranger. Anytime you have something that uh, you need to hawk, hopefully this is <laughs> this, you, this yeah. is one of the the less painful <laughs> stops on a publicity films. tour. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. If it's cutlery, well, maybe. Yeah. Who knows where the career takes you? Good luck with all your endeavours. Thank you, <laughs> um, everybody. Check out Ghost Stories, Cargo, and uh, I'll see you in the next one, man. Thank you. Thanks. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused.